Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. In what might be the most disturbing uh, senior moment yet from our uh, commander-in-chief, Joe Biden uh, sees dead people uh, yesterday in his uh, inept inept press secretary, Kareem Jean-Pierre, attempts to clean up the mess in aisle Biden. This one was tough. I'm starting to feel it. The media is turning on KJP. We have the sound of that, uh, uh, the back and forth yesterday, which was pretty funny. I have to admit. Uh, and we got the sound of Joe Biden, uh, talking to dead people. Um, the storm destroys hurricane Ian destroys Florida. We have the latest, uh, it's just incredible. The devastation is incredible. And we have, of course, more morons talking about climate change. Uh, I think I have bad news for Democrats in the media. DeSantis, Ron DeSantis seems to be handling things beautifully. Uh, Aaron judge hits number 61 tying Roger Maris, for the all-time single-season record in Major League Baseball, it was a it was a nice moment. We'll play you the sound and uh, and uh, some of the reaction. Vice Vice uh, did a uh, documentary on uh, sexual predators, sexual offenders who go to prison and get out and uh, are rebuil- rehabilitated and you know turn their lives around. And it doesn't go quite the way they were hoping. And of course, we have our NFL picks. I am I am on a roll, man. Undefeated last week, Ironhead. I'll see if I can keep it going. We'll talk to our our degenerate friend uh, Montante. We got all that and lots more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by My Pillow. We love My Pillow. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard My Pillow, which is normally sixty nine ninety eight, is only nineteen ninety eight with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com, promo code Jerry. All right, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on the storm. It is, I think it's worse than anyone imagined. I'm not sure what the death toll is going to be, but God, the num- the the amount of damage, the money, the the rebuilding process is just going to be uh, just incalculable. It's it's remarkable. I know that area. I know Fort Myers. I know Naples a little bit. It is under Fort Myers Beach is underwater. Sanibel and Captiva are destroyed. Hopefully, people did indeed. Uh, 
get out of there when they were told to get out of there. And it's just one set, just boats up on land and just, I mean, houses underwater. It's just, I can't imagine how long it's going to take. They will rebuild. They always do. There's been hurricanes before. There's been devastation before uh, in the last hundred years. Uh, contrary to what you hear in the media, this isn't a new thing. Despite what Don Lemon thinks, the weather's not getting more extreme. It's no, There's nothing to do with climate change. There is no climate crisis. I will get to... Uh, We'll get to that. We'll get to uh, Joy Behard, the latest moron to think, to act, to tell you this is about climate change. But we got to start with uh, with our president, because I think we've moved from uh, I think this is an important moment. It feels like people are waking up to it. We are. Our president is not well. He's almost 80 and he looks every day of it and he sounds every day of it. He's not a young 80. He's not a spry 80. He's an old 80. And on this day, and we're going to get to yesterday, but there, the story, I'll give you the quick headline from a story uh, that just, I see a story like this and I say, uh, this is not the time to have a senile commander in chief. Here's the headline from uh, Daily Mail this morning. Western leaders fear Vladimir Putin is planning a huge escalation of Russia's faltering invasion of the Ukraine with a deadly nuclear strike. And they have uh, uh, officials, unnamed officials from the UK and other places saying the, uh, that Putin is desperate and he's, and, and he's going to take desperate measures. And whether he blew up the Nord Stream pipelines or we blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, either way, it's a big escalation that could trigger him. So we are indeed at this uh, precipice, at this frightening time where, where the, the country that has more nukes than anyone in the world, 6,000 nukes, is, um, is on the brink of uh, using them. Uh, we've talked about it many times. There's no way Putin loses the war, surrenders, gives back the Donbass region, and just goes... Uh, on his merry way. That doesn't happen. He either wins the war or he goes down firing nukes at this moment. And, and we talked about it yesterday with the, uh, with the pipelines destroyed and uh, Russia could, uh, drafting every young body. They can dual citizens. People are dual citizens of Russia and the U S are being conscripted to fight in these desperate times at that moment. At that moment, when Putin is considering uh, going nuclear, our president is talking to dead people. Yes, uh, this is disturbing to say the least. And I feel like the mainstream media, normally their job is to help Joe Biden. Normally their job is to cover up things like this. A guy like Peter Ducey is a man on an island when he asks questions about the cognitive difficulties of our president. Well, not yesterday. If you missed it, maybe you were uh, just uh, just immersed in uh, storm coverage, but our president was at an event to, I don't know what the hell it was about, food and nutrition and some bill they're passing to help uh, improve uh, whatever, nutrition. Uh, it, it just seemed like one of those, uh, you know, worthless events. But he was there and he gave a shout out to some of the... Uh, congressional, uh, some of the Congress people and senators who worked with him, I guess, on this bill, and he, including a shout out to Representative Jackie Walarski, 
from Indiana. Now, if the name sounds familiar, it's because she died uh, a, a, a month ago, a little more than a month ago, August 3rd, in a, in a bad car accident. She and two of her aides and the driver of the other car, four dead. Um, you may remember it because Joe Biden paid tribute to her when she died, there was a commemoration to her when she died. It was kind of a big deal. A sitting congressperson dying tragically in an accident, kind of a big deal. And apparently she was well-liked by everybody. She worked across the aisle and she was uh, well-respected. Well, Joe Biden does this event yesterday. And not only does he not know, not remember that he, uh, that he discussed her death a month ago, but he starts looking for her. He starts looking for a woman who died. And uh, you're wondering, you like, what? I, I've, I've, I've said this before. I've known people in cognitive decline. I've known people with dementia, with Alzheimer's. I don't remember too many people out in public saying, where is so-and-so who died? Where, oh, you're here, where this is our president. This is not just some doddering old man wandering around, you know, down the street in his pajamas. This is our president looking for a woman who passed away six weeks ago uh, uh, and, and, and did it. And everybody knew it. Everyone talked about it. It wasn't like one of those deals we had. You've been out of touch for a while. You didn't know. Oh, geez. Did your grandmother die? Didn't know that. Um, that this is, <laughs> this is a woman who, uh, was a sitting member of Congress, kind of a big deal. You know, flags at half staff, uh, Speaker of the House make uh, making statement about it. Everybody who knew her, who uh, this is, um, before we get to Biden, this is from a, uh, a Boston media guy, Dan Kennedy. He's just a hack, left-wing hack. He's a professor at Northwest, uh, Northeastern, which tells you all you need to know about Northeastern. And he's trying to find a way to defend Biden. He writes, I recently wished a happy birthday to a Facebook friend who had died. And when someone pointed it out to me, I remembered seems pretty normal to me. So this is, they're still trying. This is a medium member, sort of a fringe medium member, just a fringe left-wing lunatic college professor saying, Oh, it happens. Sometimes you forget people died. So you have a Facebook friend. He says, not a really good friend. And you're comparing it to a president who, commemorated, acknowledged the death of this congresswoman last month. And now he's shout, making, uh, shouting out and looking for her to talk to her and, and, and acknowledge her in the crowd. Yeah, here's the event. What is it called? The White House uh, Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. And it's sad. I mean, it's sad that all, that all so many of our uh, national leaders are senile. Uh, we know Diane Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we have uh, other uh, doddering old fools like uh, you know, Steny Hoyer and uh, Patrick Leahy. But this is the guy who decides whether we go to nuclear war. Uh, and I realize he's got other people pulling the strings, but we can't afford, we can't really afford a senile president, a president who is not all there. This should frighten everybody. I know we can laugh and we will laugh at him, but at the same time, it's pretty scary. Let's watch him uh, seeing dead people yesterday at this event. I see dead people. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. 
And I want to thank all of you here, for in, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. She what? Did he say she was going to be here or she wasn't going to be here? She wasn't going to be here, I think he said. Uh, you know, the fact that he's seeing dead people shouting out, looking for a dead woman, kind of overshadowed the fact that he sounds and looks terrible. He's, this is, I mean, he's, he, this is like five minutes a day where he's in front of the camera, where he has to look, appear to be, you know, lucid. And he can't even do that. It's a, this is a shout out to my Protestant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jackie, you here? Where are you, Jackie? And the question becomes, yeah, obviously we mock him. Obviously it's embarrassing. It, obviously he is a national embarrassment. But question becomes, is that in the uh, teleprompter? Is that in the written remarks? Oh, by the way, the pool reporter, uh, check this for me. The pool reporter from Yahoo, I, I just check his name. His job is to cover the event and to report it for everybody. That's what a pool reporter does. They have that at lots of events at the Super Bowl. You know, Peter King will be the pool reporter who goes to practice, tell you who's hurt, who's not, what they were doing at practice. In the and he is obligated to share it with the rest of the media. Uh, if you'd like to know the uh, mindset of your typical Washington correspondent, this clown from Yahoo covered this event for the rest of the media. He was the only one in to cover the event. He never mentioned the fact that the president uh, was looking for a dead woman. Never mentioned it. That's, that, that's usually the job of the mainstream media to help Biden make it through these events, to cover up his cognitive decline. Uh, but this guy couldn't, uh, it could only do so much because the video was out there and everybody saw it and everybody was, was just frightened by it, disturbed by it. Uh, and when Kareem Jean-Pierre, the most inept member of this administration, just an embarrassment, uh, someone who's just not smart enough, not savvy enough to do this job is thrown out there. And I'm starting to feel sorry for her. she, and I, I realize she's a left-wing nut job, an election denier, uh, move on.org person, just a lunatic lefty who's there for two reasons. She's black and she's gay and she's a woman. I'm sorry. Three reasons. She, I, I'm sorry. She checks all the boxes and, and she is terrible at the job. Absolutely dreadful at the job. She is, thrown out there in front of the media to explain why her boss is talking to dead people. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's thankless. It's hopeless. What could she do? What could she say? Well, she goes out there and to her surprise, I think, and to mine, it wasn't just Peter Ducey. There are people in the mainstream media, other reporters who typically would be like this Yahoo clown and be really invested in uh, helping her and protecting her and covering up for Biden, they weren't taking any of it yesterday. They were asking, what was what is going on here? It is, <laughs> I mean, the, this, the, the emperor has no clothes and he's got very few brain cells too. And they wanted to know what happened here. Was that in the teleprompter? Was that in the prepared remarks? Or did he go off script to say hello to a dead woman? A woman who died in August. And when she died, 
He, it was a big freaking deal. It wasn't one of those things like, oh, geez, uh, you know, Larry Storch, is he still alive? Or did Paul Lind, you know, some old actor or some old, you know, uh, singer or whatever. No, oh, Jesus, uh, is uh, Neil Sedaka alive or dead? No, this is a woman who was alive a month ago, a month and a half ago. That's his name, Alexander Nazarian. Your pool reporter from Yahoo, you should quit, Alexander. You're an embarrassment to the business. He Again, he covered this event. His job was to cover it for everybody, to share what he saw, share what he learned. He didn't cover it. He covered it up. He saw this, and he didn't tell anyone. He probably went to Karine Jean-Pierre or one of the other White House aides and said, did I do a good job? Did I take care of you? Well, he could cover it up so only so much. Let's get to uh, the bizarre press conference with KJP attempting to explain. I was wondering when this happened. And you could see it. It was a big deal on Twitter. Everybody was was mocking him, and and, and everyone was uh, talking about it. And I'm saying, what is she going to say? You know, what do you say if you're Queen Jean Pierre? How do you explain this? And her, I guess they gave her this expression, which you don't hear very often. I'm not sure I've ever heard it. Top of mind. So Jackie, the late Jackie Woloski was top of mind to Joe Biden, which means he thought she was alive. Does that make any sense to anybody? Yeah, she was top of mind. If she's top of mind, you kind of know that she died tragically on in August. She just died. If she's top of mind, it's just the opposite. He was she wasn't top of mind. She doesn't matter to him. She died. He probably doesn't even remember signing a resolution. They're going to name I forget what they're going to name something after her. And and he is has to sign the resolution. So he knows he knows all about it. He just forgot. But let's listen to this just uncomfortable uh, series of questions. Do we have, is this the long one where she's uh, dealing with like three or four different people? And, and uh, they're, they're not taking any of her crap. They need to know. Everyone at this point is like, we need to know what is wrong with our president. Final one. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room, uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month, it seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So, so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. I don't know how you can lie like that. <laughs> She's top of mind tomorrow. He's an event with her family. And yesterday he was looking for her in the audience. He was looking I mean, that, 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 uh, again. She, she you, you have to lie. That's her job to lie. That's, that's why she's there and she tries, but she sucks at it. Maybe that's a tribute to her. Maybe, maybe she's just not a good liar. She can't do it, but she was, she thought she'd answer the question and moved on. Do we have the, the answer? Which she says when the reporter, I believe it was James Rosen from Newsmax. And he says, top of mind. He goes, John Lennon is top of mind <laughs> to me. But I know he's dead. You know, I mean, the idea that she's top of mind, it's just, again, she's the opposite. 
if she's top of mind, you you're still grieving, mourning. You're still feeling awful for the family. You're not thinking, gee, where is she? Hey, shout out, Jackie. He did the same thing. Well, similar thing uh, a couple of years ago at an event. I don't know if you remember. And he was t- he made a shout out to some guy, some some Democrat. And he said, come on, stand up. And the guy's a paraplegic. He's in a wheelchair. And he said, come on, stand up, take a bow, say hello. And the guy's sitting in the audience, literally sitting in his wheelchair, looking at him going, you don't, you don't remember me. I'm the guy who can't stand up. He's just such an embarrassment. Anytime he attempts to, you know, wing it like yesterday, but what more do we have from uh, KJP struggling to explain uh, Joe Biden's uh, gaff from yesterday? This is the, uh, the John Lennon clip here. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Green, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. What, what, what sense does that make? I, Rosen says, I have John Lennon top of mind, but I'm not looking around for him. And she says, when you sign a bill as to make John Lennon, what? Yeah, when you sign a bill for a dead person, then you can make that mistake, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I think it was a bit of a turning point because it was not just, and I realized James Rosen's with Newsmax, but... That woman, I think that was an NBC reporter. There were two or three others saying, was it, you know, can we find out, was it in the teleprompter? What is going on here? You're going to have more people asking for, um, uh, you know, some kind of cognitive test. You're going to ask, you know, asking for the uh, president, the, the uh, physician, the official presidential physician and saying, we need some answers. The guy's hiding, doesn't answer questions because he probably doesn't want to tell the truth. But there are going to be more people, when you think about it, at the time when Vladimir Putin is threatening to use nukes, when somebody blew up the Nord Stream pipe, can we really afford to have a president who is uh, just not all there anymore? I mean, can we afford that? Can you imagine if there's if he actually uses nukes and we're and and we have to make this 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 world altering decision and it's left up to him? I mean, he'll start talking, say, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down with Gorbachev. You know, he's a good guy. Let me talk to Gorbachev. You go, hey, dude, he died. You know, just died a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, what else we got from KJP? Uh, this is a different reporter mixed in with uh, Biden repeating about how the, he's looking for the dead person. Oh, good. Let's hear it. She thought she was done with the question, the one question, but it, I'm telling you. There are people who are looking at this going, what the hell is going on? Go ahead. Can you explain where the mistake was made? Did the pres- was the president confused? Was something written in the teleprompter that he didn't recognize? Can you just help us understand what happened? I mean, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. No, but you're... But, but I, I, no, I hear you, Stephen. I'm, I'm answering the question that you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I just answered the question. If I had said, if that had been the case, I would have stated that, right? I would clearly have stated uh, what oh. you just laid out. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? As he was, as he was naming, he just slurs the whole thing. She was sure God be here. Where's Jackie? Jackie? Jackie's in a. I'm dead and buried. You fool! Oh. Man, and tomorrow he's going to meet with the family, with their family. Is he going to? They going to walk in the White House? He's going to say, "Where's your mom? Where's your mom? Is she here? She coming? Uh, she died, stupid." 
but I guess, I guess we can uh, move on because uh, there is always, every time I ask, can we, ha- can we stand two and a half more years of this, of these people, of these awful, despicable people like Karine Jean-Pierre, are we going to listen to her lies? You know, watch her reading from the Bible for two and a half more years. Is that possible? Well, it could be worse. It could be worse because, uh, uh, if he does indeed step on, if we, you know, everyone agrees he's in the throes of dementia, if his doctor says he just isn't up for it anymore, if we invoke the 25th Amendment, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It gets worse because I, I guess it, there was a point where Joe Biden was competent, maybe 30 years ago. There's never been a day where uh, Kamala Harris was competent. She is in uh, she's she's gone to the border. Everyone wondered when the borders are would actually go to the border. She went to the border. She's there now. Not the southern border, not our border, which has been overrun with illegal aliens under their watch. No, she's in the uh, she's at the border of North and South Korea. What 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 is she even doing there? I mean, you can never tell because when she does speeches, she was in Japan and she gave a speech, and it was one of these speeches where it's just about nothing. It's just long things about work. We got work to do together. Together we work together and, and, and together we go move forward together. And you go, what are you talking about? What's going on over there? What is your point? What is your point to, 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 for being there? What, why are you even, I mean, honest to God, how did she get this far in life? How did this woman make it this far? I realize she is a, a, a an identity politics hire, obviously, that's all that mattered that she didn't have a penis and her mother comes from Jamaica. That's what the only thing that she had going for that. And she slept with Willie Brown. I mean, I don't know what else qualifies her for anything, but is this her in North Korea, uh, South Korea or is it in Japan? Where is she for this one? This is the work babble one. Oh, good. This I believe was in Japan the day before. Now she's in Korea, you know, solving world problems. Just think if Joe Biden steps down or gets put in a home, we, uh, the, whether we go to nuclear war with Russia is up to this person. It's up to her. How, sh- how does that not frighten every American? But go ahead, play it. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward. Her whole thing is always, she finishes every dumb quote with to continue to move forward every time. What, what, what work? She doesn't work. She doesn't prepare. We've heard every single age she's had, every speech writer, every age, they've all quit because they, she doesn't do any work. They prepare things. She doesn't read them. She thinks she can wing it. The work to do and work and move forward together. Together we work for, and you go, what are you talking about? This is her uh, yesterday in the demilitarized zone, the DMZ in uh, in Korea. Yeah, this is uh, just now a, she's going to get the specifics. This is a, a clip I can't believe came out of her mouth because of all the crap oh, that Donald Trump. This is Trump's what she talks about our alliance with uh, North Korea. Good, let's hear it. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. 
we're screwed. Can we all just agree we are screwed? This is one day in the life of the Biden administration. One day. The president's talking to dead people, and the vice president is talking about an enduring alliance with North Korea. God, they, that we would be better off just plucking two people off the street saying, you know, whatever. You're, you're president, you're vice president, let's go. At least they wouldn't, the chances are they wouldn't be senile or really, really dumb. The, the, the odds would be that they'd be smarter and, 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 more, more coherent, more lucid than these two people who are, we have two and a half more years. Hold your breath, say your prayers that these two incompetent people do not get us in World War III. But I have my doubts. I have my doubts. But I'm Ill, hey, <laughs> I feel like saying, let her stay over there. Just stay out of the way because she comes back here. She's going to get in the way. Just stay over there. Get out of the way. And with him, it's like, Go to, go to Delaware, go to the beach, go to get back in the basement. Every time he shows up in public, it, you know, the, 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 the Republic suffers. We, we take another step back, but anyway, that's, that's one day, one freaking day. Uh, but uh, everybody, no one, lots of people won't even notice because we are busy with the hurricane, hurricane Ian, perhaps the worst hurricane to hit the West coast of Florida in a hundred years. Oh, I'm sorry, not in 100 years, ever, ever. There was no hurricanes 100 years ago, none, because there was no climate change. There's not been any hurricanes until recently. They're, they're a new thing. They didn't happen in the old days. They happen now. Uh, it's it's awful for the people of Florida. The damage is incalculable, as I said, but uh, they seem to be, they seem to have all the resources in place. Just I just saw DeSantis talking about all the helicopters the Coast Guard, the National Guard have, saving people on these barrier islands. Um, most people evacuated, thankfully. It's working its way through Tampa and Orlando, Orlando um, from Tampa to Orlando. It's heading to Jacksonville. It's just wiping out the whole state. The devastation is going to be brutal when we see the pictures, the photos, when it's all said and done. But uh, DeSantis, oh, do this just to say. Uh, more bad news for Democrats. So obviously, the hurricane is bad, bad news for everybody. Although I'm, I got a feeling there's some people you're going to hear, you're going to see some drunk tweets from some liberals, probably like some half-assed comedians or actors saying this is, you know, karma because because uh, you know DeSantis didn't shut down schools and destroy businesses, or because DeSantis won't let kindergarten teachers talk to their students about uh, you know sex. They're going to say someone you watch in the next before the end of the weekend, somebody will say this is Florida got what it deserved. But uh, if you were hoping that DeSantis would botch this and they could use it the way they use Katrina against Bush and say it's all his fault. Uh, I got bad news for you. DeSantis is out front. He is he's doing everything right. He prepared for it. And. He doesn't, he's not going to take it when they start, you know, grilling him and saying, did you screw this up? He's ready to fight back. This is why we need DeSantis in 2024. But what, let's listen to uh, 
I forget where this reporter's from, typical, probably one of the networks, but uh, grilling him and telling him that, you know, there are people out there saying they weren't ready for this. Go ahead, play it. Well, said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa, 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 whoa. give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing. OK, stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty and, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff. You talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something, stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. Uh, you know what? They're not going to give up, though. You watch this weekend by Sunday morning, all those Sunday morning shows, there'll be a way somehow they can blame DeSantis and say he wasn't ready or ill prepared or just not up for the big moment. You watch. It won't even matter if it's true or not, but they hear him. They see him. They fear him. And for good reason, uh, he's a he's he is shaping up to be the most formidable care, uh, candidate in 2024. He had a little Trump problem, a little, little Trump issue, but uh, if that ever got resolved, if Trump ever said, you know, stepped aside and left it to DeSantis, man, he would be a, a just a steamroller of a candidate, especially you know, if, he, if he continues to fight back against the media and just demonize the media, that's what you got to do. They are the bad. They are the enemy of the people. Trump was right about that. Uh, as further proof, we have the clucking hens of the view. It amazes me every day. I, I don't watch it, but there are people on Twitter that do and, and post clips and they're just so dumb and they're just so just <laughs> vapid. Uh, and you can count on them. Uh, we, we talked about the politicians like, uh, who was it, uh, Klobuchar saying, if you vote for Democrats, we won't have more hurricanes. Uh, you had uh, Don Lemon trying to get the national hurricane director, who was talking about this devastating hurricane, trying to get him to blame it on climate change. Yesterday we played that. The guy wouldn't play along. Don Lemon was frustrated, but... Uh, uh, they really, really want to make this about this climate change nonsense so they can, you know, we can spend more money. We can control the people, uh, control people more. Democrats can, you know, push through all their silly Green New Deal fantasies. But let's, let's listen to this idiot, Joy Behar, uh, somehow connect DeSantis' unwillingness to play along with all the Green New Deal stuff pushed by the dumbest people on earth. As I pointed out yesterday, the dumber a person is, this is a, this is an absolute biological fact. The dumber a person is, the louder they scream about climate change. The loudest voices, AOC, Don Lemon, Ed Markey, Joy Behar, these are the loudest voices screaming about climate change, and they are people that you, that you wouldn't trust to walk your dog, just inept people who are, who have risen somehow in their field, but that, that, you know, could never, could, you know, could never run a business, could never make a payroll, could never, you know, fix a flat. You know, these are just, these are just incompetent people, uh, stupid people who've latched on to this silliness that, that, Oh, if we just all, you know, invested in green energy, that we wouldn't have hurricanes. I mean, I think people are looking at this hurricane and saying, how silly is that to think if we just 
didn't drive our SUVs or whatever, or turned the heat down in the winter, maybe we wouldn't have hurricanes. What? <laughs> and uh, it does. I think it kind of illuminates the, the real idiots out there, elevates them in this time. And uh, you don't get bigger idiots than these than these women on The View. Go ahead. Let's listen to Joy. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, they will ever see. Perhaps he... <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's a skeptic, as he should be, because he's a, he's a smart man. He's not stupid like AOC or Ed Markey. He's smart. He knows it's a cult. It's a religion with these people. And he says he's not buying into it. And his state gets hit with the worst hurricane. So what? I wish they would have taken the moments. Okay, Joy, can you link those two things for me? Just help me out because I, I don't quite grasp it. What does the governor's skepticism about climate change have to do with the hurricane hitting his state? Please. Help us. Help us understand. She couldn't do it. Just like AOC can't do it. Ed Markey can't do it. They, they don't understand the, the religion that they're buying, that they're spreading, that they're propagating. They don't, they don't understand it for one second. You think Ed Markey could have explained to you how carbon emissions uh, somehow lead to hurricanes? Could he ever do that? Not a chance. And yet people believe them and trust them and buy into it. And they follow, they, they follow the dumbest people in this, in, in this issue that they know, they, 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 they and it, you know, intuitively, they know it's all a load of garbage. They know it. People in their hearts know that, that SUVs don't cause hurricanes. They know it. They're just exploiting it. Democrats are exploiting it. The media are exploiting it. Why don't people laugh them out of the room? I don't understand. But again, I've done this enough. I've repeated myself enough. We can move on. All right, let's do this uh, before we get to uh, Aaron Judge and do our NFL picks, which I'm excited about because I'm on a roll, man. I'm out of a hole and on a roll. But this was the funniest thing. This is the funniest thing you'll see online on on social media. At least, at least this this week. This this made me laugh out loud. This is a documentary. Vice. Vice is just another left wing you know website, and they did a documentary on sex offenders who uh, have been rehabilitated. Now, if you know anything about sex offenders, they don't get rehabilitated. You know, they the perverts and pedophiles, they, they might go to prison, doesn't matter. They might see a shrink. They don't get rehabilitated. You know, it's just, it's just a sad fact of life. But Vice is pushing the narrative anyway that these guys who have committed crimes, sex crimes, they've uh, found the light. They're on the straight and narrow. They're okay now. They're rehabilitated. Watch this. <laughs> how, how long is this? Pay attention to this because it's seconds. just, it's yeah. how long? 50 All right. Let's listen to this guy who is claiming that he's all better now and then listen to the update at the end. It's just priceless. We all out here in this world and we all got to make it happen and ain't nothing stopping me. So, like, I'm very hopeful and confident. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. (laughs) (laughs) 
after the interview, the uh, sex offender, who's all better now, sent a picture of his penis to their producer. <laughs> Imagine that they're putting together this documentary. They're trying to help the guy and see the lie that he's uh, all better now. And the producer's sitting at her desk and she's editing and she said, oh, yeah, this is good. One. Yeah, he's doing all better. And we all have a, you all deserve a second chance. Ah, look, a picture. I think that's his penis. <laughs> the whole the whole premise of the documentary out the window. But you know what? If they had done it the way they wanted to do it, no one would have seen it or heard about it. No one would have enjoyed a good laugh. Instead, we get the sex offender sending a picture of his weed. <laughs> ah, that is so good. That is so good. But hey. You know what else was so good? I, I got to say, I enjoyed this last night. Here's here's how you know baseball has fallen so far. Baseball is just not what it used to be. We, we know it is a dying sport. Uh, we certainly know it in, in Boston. The, the ratings on TV are down. The ratings on radio in the toilet. There's just the interest. Uh, in the, there used to be a day, and it wasn't that long ago. It was only like 20 years ago to have this argument with like Dan Shaughnessy, Bob Ryan would argue, and they, they would say it's still a baseball town. you believe that? This was less no. than maybe 20 years ago, just before Brady, maybe 25. And they'd say it's a baseball town, and I would argue that it was a football town. I mean, it, obviously, look at the TV ratings, look at attendance, look at anything, look at these merchandise sales. Can you, can you imagine anyone saying that now, that Boston's a baseball town? baseball it's the last i mean you might as well say it's a you know whatever it's a pickleball town it's just silly but anyway and the ratings nationally are down and they've they've tried to come up with other ways to generate interest and uh it's just there's just too many other choices people are kids are playing lacrosse and kids are playing video games and doing other things it's just not what it used to be just how long was that but 24 years ago 1998 uh uh, Sosa versus Maguire. It was the biggest deal. Every at bat, the networks had cut into it. I mean, you'd watch every game. You'd be watching friggin' Cardinals games and, and and Cubs game. I mean, just it was it was the biggest thing in the world. Well, as we all know, they they broke. I mean, Sammy Sosa hit sixty home runs three times. That's how how silly it was at the time. And obviously, Bond Maguire hit. 70 and bonds hit 73 and it's all bullshit. They're all cheaters. And that with one big asterisk, anybody who was paying attention knows it wasn't legit. Now this is different. They're testing. I'm pretty sure Aaron, Aaron judge gets tested repeatedly often and he's passing the test. So it's not like bonds and Clemens and McGuire who were just cheating uh, brazenly openly because the union was protecting the druggies. So Everyone knows that 60, whatever. No, no one even knows how many, like, Sosa hit. No one, do you know, you, you, I don't even know how big a baseball fan you are, Ironhead. But what's the record for season home runs? 73. What's the record for career? Uh, 756. Nope, that's not right. I'm no, close, no. though. Uh, it's bond seven something the idea that people wouldn't know the number i mean obviously 714 was magical for decades and then uh, hank aaron came along and it was 755 obviously it was a something in just seared in people's minds no one even knows how many bonds hit 770 something right i believe it's 762 uh but but it's not legit bonds was the biggest cheater of them all everyone knows if you were watching 
what you're watching was a cartoon. The guy was just, uh, you know, he was just cheating. I mean, obviously, even if they weren't testing, you know, he was doing it. Bonds admitted doing it. Remember he said he took the cream in the clear, but he didn't know that it was steroids. Okay, so you took it and you claimed you didn't know. So what? It worked, (laughs) you know, it changed your body. Your head exploded. You had all kinds of muscles. It helped you hit home runs, just like it helped McGuire and Sosa. I mean, if, if you're going to tell people that steroids, no big deal, it's just part of the game, then Sosa is one of the best players ever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even come close to getting in the hall of fame, but look at his numbers. He hit 600 home runs. He's one of the best baseball players of all time. Does anyone actually believe that? I mean, he would be one of the best, I don't know, five or six players ever if you considered, if you didn't think steroids was uh, was cheating. You know, if you, if you just said, yeah, whatever, it's part of the game, and all those records are legit, then then Sosa should got a hundred percent vote for the Hall of Fame. He did have a Look rocket arm, but everyone knows it's not legit. Everyone knows it's artificial. It's different now. Aaron Judge gets tested like all others get tested. Plus. The only one doing it. He's got a, what is it? A 23.23 home run advantage in the American league home run race. He might win the triple crown. I believe he's tied in average and he's going to win the home run title. Obviously the RBI title last night, he hits number 61 uh, in Toronto. Correct. Is that where he was? Toronto. Uh, And, and uh, a couple things that were funny. Uh, The, the fans that had a chance to catch it, and didn't <laughs> think of that. You had a chance to catch a ball that's probably going to be worth, I don't know, three million bucks. The story, by the way, I, I forget the number, but McGuire hit his 70th, and the fan who caught it, you know, they offered him some balls and bats, and he was willing to take the balls and bats and souvenirs, but he also wanted to meet McGuire. And McGuire said, no, he didn't want to meet the guy. So the guy kept the ball and sold it like a three months later for like 3 million bucks. <laughs> Good for him. Cause McGuire was an ornery bitch when this going through this whole thing. And uh, he didn't want to waste his time meeting the guy. Anyway, it was pretty cool to see judge hit the home run. His mother, who is about three feet shorter than he is. His mother looks like she's four feet tall and his father were out there. Camera was on them. His mother hugged Roger Maris Jr. Who considers Aaron judge the legit home run King tied with his father and Aiton and knows those guys in the national league are a bunch of frauds. I agree, but uh, let's listen to the call. What do we have? We have John Sterling or uh, Michael K. It's funny. These guys make, they, they practice in the mirror and they want to make it all about them. And Sterling is the worst. Get on GM and all the stupid nicknames and everything else, by the way, and lie about the lie, you know, mischaracterize the ball. Cause it, he says, as he always says, it is high, it is far. I don't think it was either of those things. Would you agree? It's not, it wasn't high or particularly far. It was a low liner that got out. <laughs> Same with McGuire, by the way, when, when McGuire hit 70. 70. Yeah. It was a low line drive, and the announcers, oh, it is high, it is far. But go ahead, let's listen to last the call on last night's 61st home run from Aaron Judge. And the 3 2. Joel deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. 
He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. Uh, that wasn't bad. That, that was wasn't pretty bad. good. He, led, uh, he had to get the C, uh, which is just so, that's his signature, I guess. But now can we listen to Sterling, who's a clown, who just thinks it's all about him. But, uh, and of course, he made this moment all about him. Uh, let's listen. Off first, and the payoff. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run judging blast. Here comes the judge. A two-run blast, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead on number 61 for Judge. And the entire Yankee team is out on the field. They- <laughs> She's terrible. <laughs> Judgy and blast. Uh, I said this last night on Twitter, and it's true. It is the most coveted record in sports, the most coveted single uh, uh, individual record uh, in sports. And I went through some of the, you know, even the home run, obviously the home run total has been tainted by Barry Bonds. Uh, I'd say it's 755, but, you know, there's nothing in football that compares like an individual record, I guess, maybe uh, rushing for a season. Although I don't even know who has that now. It was Eric Dickerson once upon a time who got to 2000 yards, but not even sure like touchdown passes when Manning uh, had it. And Brady, uh, I don't even know who has it now. Do you? <laughs> I don't. Uh, um, it's one record that everybody knew. 61 was a magical number. It still is. If he hits 62 and he has uh, seven, seven more games, it's 62. That'll be the new record. That'll be the new magical number. Maybe 100 points for Will Chamberlain, uh, the record that is never, no one's even come close to breaking 100 points in a single game. But there's nothing like in hockey or, or football, I would say, the, you know, the most unbreakable record is Cy Young's 511 wins, but you know, no one's ever going to touch that. But it's not seared in your mind, in your memory, like 61 has been. So Brady has- it is the most coveted record. Brady has 627 touchdown passes. Second place is Drew Brees with 571. Yeah, that's a tough one to break, but who knows? The game's changed. It's more wide open. You guys, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years might be thrown, you know, 70 touchdown passes a game. Who knows? Uh, and he also has, you know, all kinds of records for wins and playoff wins and Super Bowl wins and all that. He has lots of uh, pretty cool records, but nothing, nothing like 61, nothing that's defined just by the number like 61. So congratulations to Judgey, and he has seven games to break the record. And then Roger Maris Jr. gets to go home forever back to uh, and- his life of anonymity. All right, let's get to, let me do Shea and then we'll get to our NFL picks. We'll bring Montante in here and I can uh, take a bow for my uh, undefeated week three performance. But uh, any, uh, what do you, what are you looking at? Anything else I'm missing here on the, the Judgian story? The, no one caught the ball, which is too bad. The, I, know. I don't know, bullpen catcher, someone caught it. So uh, there will be nobody, uh, I guess, if somebody makes money off it, it's going to be Judge, but he'll probably keep it. Judge, by the way, a free agent. And uh, I know people in Boston will say, I should go get him. He's not coming to Boston. He might go to San Francisco. I understand he would like to play, go home to California. 
He's from the Sacramento area. Maybe he goes to San Francisco, but I'm going to guess he stays in New York because it's working out pretty well and the Yankees will pay whatever it takes. You can't let that guy walk at this point, but uh, it'll be an interesting off season for the uh, sure to be American league MVP and maybe triple crown winner. Has there ever been a better free agent season than Aaron judge just had as in a history of sports, anybody entering free agent ever had a better season. I don't think so, but we will move on and get to our NFL picks. But first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Let me tell you what Shake could do for you this fall. This is a great idea. You want to do your home and pro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some Shake Concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home or remodeling an, or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense. This is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You know, kind of like Aaron Judge, just pass a drug test and the record is legit. That's the difference. People keep saying, how do you know judges are on something? I don't know, but he's passing drug tests, which Bonds and Clemens did not do. But anyway, let's get to our NFL picks. Uh, there he is, Montante. What's going on? It's a pleasure to be joined by the hottest gambler uh, in the industry, oh, uh, Jerry Callahan, undefeated 4 0. It's very hard to do. Um, yeah, unbelievable last week. Last, and Craig, just as impressive. You might be the worst to uh, ever do it, so <laughs> credit to you. I, uh, I tip my cap. Um, before we get to it, I'm upset. I was going to be in New England next week. I thought we'd go to Legacy Club, have popcorn, you know, go out for drinks. Me and Jerry out at the bars till 3 a.m. Uh, maybe end up at a strip club or something, but you're going to be in Maine still, so I, it's I, upsetting maybe, to hear. Maybe I'll come home just for you, but I don't have a key to Legacy Club anymore. Dave Cullinane stole it and lost it. Which Classic. is, uh, and then he lies about us. No, I gave it back to you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, we'll do it another day. Montante. There are plenty other places we can go. Um, but, uh, I have a studio. And, and by the way, by the way, he wants to talk about more than just NFL picks. Is there anything that you want to get off your chest? Anything, anything top of mind for you today, Montante? No, you guys, the, Touched on. I mean, I, I'm I'm blown away that no one's caring about the story that happened in Chile. But uh, do you even know what I'm t- I called Craig about the other day with the, the election? They tried to, um, oh, you know, pretty much rewrite the Constitution, and everyone thought that it was going to change. And you know, climate shit, all, all the all the left wing <laughs> stuff, and it got absolutely uh, blown away. They lost. I think they got two thirds of votes against them. Oh, and good. Vice, I did not know that. I, I'm not. Really- yeah. I'm not really that uh, tuned into all the uh, foreign, you know, uh, you know, political scene, but the one in Italy obviously was great. By the way, 
the, the one of the, our commenters pointed this out. You know that great speech we played it the other day from the Italian new Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney. She um, she uh, she's great on just she's better in her second language, better in English than our president or vice president are in English. But in Italian, she gives great speeches, and she had this two minute speech. I I watched it when and I uh, translated for everybody. Very YouTube, good. Yeah, I needed that. YouTube took it down. A speech from a prime minister, and it's about freedom, and it's about you know individual liberty, and it's about not being controlled by big tech. And you two, I guess, to make her yeah. point, took it down. That, that's it's how fine. you know it's a good one. That's true. One of one, yeah, the people, you know, the big tech, take it down. That's how you know your message was on point. And uh, yeah, it did. It did. Uh, did numbers. I was sure that was a great speech. You know, we could use some leadership like that over here. Well, I, I know she's great. I hope she's. Uh, I, I hope she continues to give these speeches because even if I don't understand them, I love them. But uh, anyway, we'll do the Chilean election next time. This time we'll uh, just do a uh, focus on our picks tonight. And uh, don't you just love it when you wake up and you realize it's Thursday and then you realize it's a pretty damn good game. You know, it's not Giants, awesome. Cowboys, <laughs> it's Bengals, uh, Dolphins. And uh, Thursday night games tend to suck because guys are still sore and the guys are hurt and they're not it's, it's, you know, focused or whatever. But this is a good matchup and a good way to spend, you know, to take a break from uh, hurricane coverage and watch uh, Tua and company go into Cincinnati and take on Joe Burrow. I'm taking the Bengals. You know why? Because they're the desperate team. They're home and they're desperate. And the Dolphins are not. The Dolphins are riding high, but they're feeling a little complacent. Plus, Tua has to be feeling the effects of his uh, back injury from uh, yeah, that's some back injury. Um, can't believe they let him back in the game. Uh, so, Jared, you know what? What, what line he goes going off of? Three and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, ooh, I have four right here, but I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, three and a half is the updated line. Um, if you can, you guys have access to a legal book just to be safe. I'm with you. I'm doing three and a half. Maybe buy a point just because that that little hook could could kill you. Um, before I get into the game, Craig, can are me and Jerry good here? Are you agreeing with us? You're going with Bengals as well. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to go uh, Miami money line and smash. Right, good news the, for us, Jerry. Good. Smash the over as well. Thanks. Over 48. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. we're can not I, doing I, overs anymore. Okay. I just wanted on record. This. You're not doing money. You want to do Bengal. You want to do Dolphin money line. Do it on your own time. We're picking the game <laughs> with the line. Why is this so hard to understand? Can Why, you what you I thought we were doing gambling. I'm gambling. Asking. We're picking four games a week, three of us. That There's going to be standings. He wins and losses. That's it. We don't care about your money line or you're over, you're under. Do it on your own time. I'm going Miami so plus three on. and a half. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Good. good, Jerry. That's good news for us. That's good news for us. And better news. Better news for us. Bengals are 7-0 and against the spread. Um, the, last, the last seven teams they played with a winning record. That's good. Another stat that I'll probably say uh, just as bad, if not worse, than the last one. Between these two teams, uh, the last five home teams are 5-0 and against the spread. So we got numbers on our side. We got Craig against us. I'm feeling great. Um, I'm, this is the most confident I've ever been in a game. Love it. Right, so you, good. you know what? This may, this is fun, and uh, I was uh, I was with Minahan the other day, and they're asking me, "Do you really care about this?" I said, "Yes." First of all, I love football, but now you know I got a rooting interest. Now I'm rooting against Ironhead. I'm rooting for me tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for Joe Burrow because you know he's because yeah. he's playing for me. Anyway, um, listen, and I can vouch for you. I'm at dinner with you know Alex. I have to step away because you're calling me three, four times in a row. Montana, did you get the cash app? I got to put money in. I'm getting thousands of dollars being sent from you, so I'll vouch for you. You're you're a real time gambler. 
Excellent. Let's. Uh, what else we got? What's the next game, Montante? Um, I'm going to go uh, with the London special. Uh, 9.30 a.m. kickoff here. It's a great game. Everyone's talking about it. Minnesota laying two and a half against New Orleans. You told me to scratch that game last night. You told me to scratch it, too. You then said you, you, then you said you wanted five games, so we added it back. No, oh, God, help me. I am dealing with morons. I am dealing Don't with... Don't want me in with him. Dude, the last thing you I fucking said, said to me was scratch the game. Uh, it's back. The game's back. Okay, good. Well, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going... That. I'm going two and a half. Great number. Um, Jameis Winston, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? I don't know, he just thinks. I don't even care if he is hurt or not. And there's something that goes into this. When you think London, you know, you think the queen dying. We, you know, we heard about that for three months. And you think soccer. I got news for you. Minnesota's got an MLS team. New Orleans doesn't. That's a factor. I'm taking well, Minnesota two and a half. Okay, I'm taking Minnesota also. You Ironhead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, what else? <laughs> What else? Since uh, let's we, get into your uh, your your Pats game here. Okay, this was just just to point out, I don't want to slow you down. I definitely want to do the Pats game, but there's a guy who picks Minnesota or New Orleans instead of Kansas City against Tampa. How could you look at that game and say I'd rather have pick Minnesota or New Orleans than Tampa hosting Kansas City? Well, as you know, as a gambler, it's not about being entertained; it's about making money at the end of the day, Jerry. You know that. <sighs> Oh, that's so why if you see a good, if, that's why if you see a good over under on like the hot dog eating contest, you take it. You know, is is it? Are you proud of it? No, but at the end of the day, it's about making money. That's what right. we're doing. Pats, Pats at Packers. Brian Hoyer under center on the road against the Packers. It feels hopeless. So I guess the question is, how much are they going to lose by? What's the line you have there in front of you? Nine and a half. Whoa! The second is it the second biggest line? Uh, Patriot uh, as underdogs in Belichick's time or something like that, or the second biggest in the last like decade. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't pick the Patriots under any, it just can't do it. There's something, something wrong with them and uh, (laughs) something very wrong with uh, Brian Hoyer at quarterback on the road in green Bay. I'm taking green Bay. Yeah. um, The Patriots defense is really good, but the offense is going to be, Extra terrible because of Brian Hoyer. Right. So I think this nine and a half could be doubled. So I'm going to take the Packers minus nine and a half as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So when something jumps out like that, there's no reason why it should be nine and a half. I don't know how they cover. Put it this way. If if Green Bay gets to 10 points, they probably cover right there. That's what the average person thinks. Not me. This is the biggest game the last 10 years in my mind for Bill Belichick. Oh, I don't know how he has to cover up. the number. But you have to cover the number if you're Bill. Do something. I don't know what you got to do. Bill Belichick, I'm watching you. This is the biggest game of your career. I don't. You're not going to win. Cover me the number. Get me the number. That's you guys are taking the cheese. You're taking oh, the, the way, cheese. By the way, did you hear the I'm media? Not. Media and a lot of people on Twitter said how funny Belichick was yesterday. What, what? I mean, is that how low the bar is? He's funny when he says day by day. That's all he kept saying when they asked about uh uh, about Mac Jones day by day. And it's, I don't get it. Why is that so funny? He doesn't talk I, I never, about I never understood. I never understood that. I mean, people think it's cute and funny. I think it's kind of annoying, especially because well, I don't like him really. But uh, that, that injury from either Mac Jones is the biggest drama queen of all time, or, oh, or he should be out for five years. What was that? <laughs> I don't know, but high ankle sprains take forever. You know, six, eight weeks. There's no way he's playing this week. And uh, I, I can't. If he plays any time in the next month, he's either right. He's either a drama queen or he's one tough bastard or he's just shot up because. Are you uh, guys ready to admit that he stinks or are you guys still no, pretending he's good? I do not admit that he stinks. He throws he a good ball. His, his brain is not fully formed yet. He's a young pup. 
Remember that, that was an awful game last week, though, before he got hurt. Three bad picks, all, all real his bad. fault. Uh, real, real bad. Uh, I watched right, the Tampa we, Bay we game. More game. I watched it. One more game. One more game. Um, I'm going to go. We're, we're going to keep it. Uh, we're gonna do, I think Pittsburgh, we've done every game this year. I don't know what, what about them, but they're playing the wild card team coming out of uh, the AFC. My New York Jets. The Mormon is back. He has God on his side. He's got me on his side. What more could you need? We do need the three points. Don't take the money line. I'm taking the three points with the Jets. Um, their offense looked, you know, okay with Flacco. Uh, we get the young infusion with my little Mormon God, uh, plus three points. And listen, Pittsburgh stinks. Mitch Trubisky, I, I may have I been wrong on him. Maybe he does think. Uh, I think uh, it could get ugly in Heinz. Well, it's not Heinz Field. It's, I don't know, AT&T Stadium, whatever it is. Heinz Field, they're going to start booing him. That offense goes a couple three and outs. It's going to be an awkward situation, weird vibe in the stadium. Jets probably went outright, but I'll take the three points. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers minus three because Trubisky is going to have the game of his life this Sunday because the oh, Jets Jesus. the Jets are fucking hot garbage, and you're going to be reminded of that this weekend. I'm, I'm, I agree. Trubisky stinks. I agree with uh, Matante. And I think uh, this is the week. I thought it would be like we, last week, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep predicting it every week. Kenny Pickens will take over in the third quarter and the Jets will, I don't know if they'll win, but they'll keep it close. I'm going with Matante's Jets in this one because the Steelers stinks. And I still want to know why are we not picking KC at Tampa or the Bills at the Ravens? Why are we picking Jets Steelers? That game sucks. It's a fun game. That's a great game. Everyone's, you know, listen, you're not excited for Zach Wilson? <laughs> is his mom, is she going to be front row oh, center like, like Aaron Judge's mom? Yeah, she was, she was, uh, she was something. How about uh, Trump throwing? The uh, Robert Sala under the just into the limelight last week under the bus while he called him. Did you see? Did you see that speech? The weirdest ninety seconds he's ever done, which is a lot for Trump. He's doing one of his rallies and he just gets into the Jets and how they came back and it was unbelievable. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he ends it with, "Yeah." Then I called up their head coach and told him how great he did. Like that's it. it let around here, a lot of liberals were like, "Oh, why would Sala take the call?" I, you know, I'm different on Sala now. He just put him <laughs> in the limelight, and it's so unnecessary. And you know, Robert Sala is probably not a conservative. He just called up his buddy Woody Johnson. I was like, "Hey, can you give me your head coach number?" Wild, wild so thing. He actually, but. yeah, I didn't even know that he actually called Robert Sala. He told in like front of a hundred thousand people. He was he's gone on. Have he called Robert Sala? He's the best thing since Vince Lombardi. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, that's uh. uh that's Trump free, but thank you, fellas. Uh, and listen, Jerry, maybe when I'm in New England, I'll stop by Maine, stay overnight. We'll go, you know. I'll be, I'll be back in Boston soon, and uh, we'll get together and we'll talk about the Chilean uh, election. That's uh, top top of mind. Uh, the uh, the results of the election in Chile. No one ever forget ever, that. I don't even know what I don't even know what the system is in Chile. I don't care. I'm sorry. It's not that important to me. Is it a good did one. a woman did, did like a hot woman win? Who won? No, it was a vote uh, for the no, Constitution. This was just about the Constitution. Yeah, there's voting on redoing the Constitution. I don't think oh. it was like real one side versus the other. But um, it was great. Vice, you know, the same you know, outlet you mentioned before, they were down there. And the beginning of this little special, half-hour special, you could see, you know, everyone celebrating. They're ready for a big Chilean win. You got the, the pride flags all over the place. People wearing masks. They look like Antifa. And then the elections come out and they start burning stuff down. The Chilean oh. army comes in, gives a beat down. It's a delight to see. But, gentlemen, have a good day. Jerry Haas Gambler right. in, the, uh, in the world. I hope we're right tonight. All right. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's true. Um, 
40 more days that's going to happen here. If we can uh, win the House and the Senate, they will start burning shit again, which will be fun. We can sit back and watch and enjoy it. But uh, all right, we'll leave it there for today. Anything else, uh, Ironhead, what I miss? You miss nothing. We got it all. We miss nothing. Oh, I want to do Mark Houck and his uh, wife who was on Tucker and uh, uh, all about the FBI raiding their home and arresting her husband for pushing a guy a year ago. But we can do that. We can get to that another day. That's not going away. He pleaded not guilty. We'll find out if they're going to put him in federal prison. Wouldn't be surprised, but uh, uh, we will leave it there for today. And for this week, you can join us tomorrow on Locals. Go to callahan.locals.com every Friday, commercial-free, freewheeling Friday show. We take, we'll take. we read your comments We'll uh, we'll uh, maybe take some calls one of these weeks. What do you think of that, Ironhead? Yeah, I can take calls. I'm 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 good. Are you at sure. It. Yeah, I'm positive. You just never want to. I always uh, ask. Yeah, well, I'm like, maybe, do you want to do it? Maybe 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 we'll do it tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening, commenting, and thanks to you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.